Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile Coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online at the same time. Correct. Next. You need the team to act on feedback fast, so you turn all those retro notes into JIRA tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, we get you ready for the Super Bowl. We get you ready for some of the crazy subplots and angles the media is going to take. And I have one. I have one. I want to know, does Tom Brady think he is uh, not vulnerable to the coronavirus? He doesn't wear a mask. He doesn't seem nervous about it. Both his parents survived covid but I know Tom Brady, and he thinks he's 10 feet tall and bulletproof. And can you blame him? He doesn't even age, but uh, we'll get into that, and we'll ask uh, if the media is ever going to leave us alone about Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is going to be a part of this Super Bowl lead-up. Just getting you ready. We'll read you a tr- another tribute in the New York Times to St. Colin Kaepernick. And speaking of saints, guess who the highest-paid person in the federal government is? Uh, he's a hint. He's 80 years old, he's little, and he's always on TV. We'll get into that. And Kurt Schilling is going to find out tonight that he's been shut out of the Hall of Fame again because, you know, Capitol Hill riots. That's why this time he's going to not make the Hall of Fame because a bunch of morons stormed the Capitol Hill uh, a couple of weeks ago. We'll get into all that on the Callahan podcast today brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. 
which better as it would direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking, insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Cullinan, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. So yesterday, we uh, just a little aside, we were uh, talking about um, uh, potential stories for Super Bowl week. Maybe some, this is, there's always a weird one. There's always something strange, whether it's deflate gate or, you know, some guy getting in trouble, uh, you know, Eugene Robinson getting in trouble uh, uh, at, you know, at the team hotel or whatever. And I had a, I had a, a uh, prediction. It's a little bit off the wall, but I'll bounce it off your reamer. Please. That, uh, after watching Tom Brady celebrate on the field with his teammates and coaches and the media and his son, Jack up in the stands, uh, not wearing a mask. He was the only one, uh, apparently, only player not wearing a mask, player or coach. And uh, I don't think I've seen him ever wear a mask. Um, we've been watching him pretty closely for the last month and even before that. And uh, I don't remember him seeing, seeing him do a press conference or anything with a mask. And my theory is, and I, I'm not sure he's going to express it, <laughs> not now, but my theory is, that he thinks he's not going to get COVID, or if he does, he's going to beat it and won't even because we've heard him say this before. He um, he thinks he knows how not to get hurt. He thinks he knows how not to get sick. I mean, that's part of being Tom Brady of living the the TB12 method. You know, he's talked about the the various things he takes his electrolytes and proteins and his diet and what he eats and doesn't eat, and he has a has has a theory about everything and he doesn't, he knows how not to get sunburned by uh, drinking lots of fluids. And right. We learned that. Yes. He knows he doesn't think he'll ever tear his ACL again or tear his Achilles, even though he's, he's an old man. And so far, as I say all the time, he is the best advertisement for his method for TBT. Just look at the guy. Not only is he playing, playing at a high level and, and going to the Super Bowl, but he looks, he's like, looks your age. I mean, he looks, like 10 years younger than yeah. the average 43 year old. So my theory is uh, great that he would let it slip in some form, you know, Brady, he believes this stuff and he wants everyone else to believe it. He's one of the great uh, proselytizers of all time. He wants you to, to, to share in the magic of the TB 12 method. It's all well-intentioned. I mean, he's not, he, he, he's got a little Tony Robbins in him, right? He wants to be, a televangelist, you know, when he grows up, he wants to sell the TB12 method to the world. If he lets it slip in one of these press conferences, and they'll all be virtual, I think, at least until the, the Friday or Saturday before the game, and says, I don't think I can get COVID. I took my electrolytes or, you know, I, I, I drank my water today. I, yeah. I drank a gallon or whatever, 100 ounces of water. I think he's not worried about it. And um, I said this yesterday before we found out that both his parents had COVID before uh, earlier this season, earlier in the fall. And his father said it was like a life and death thing. They were both very sick. They both came through, pulled through, just like most people do, like 99% of people do. But maybe that will make him think twice about claiming that he's not going to get it. But I am 100% convinced, Reamer and, and Cullinan, 100% convinced that he doesn't think he's um, 
um, going to get it. He doesn't think he's susceptible to it for whatever reason. Well, did his parents take his immunity vitamins? That's a good question. That'd be my first question. <laughs> maybe they took them. No, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess well, no. Or, or maybe they took them that, after. Then, uh, then, then that explains why they uh, contracted the coronavirus. I'm going to bet the parents were like normal people and wore their, you know, normal seventy whatever older people and wore their masks and kept their distance and maybe yeah, you're saying maybe, someone like Rudy Giuliani is not a normal older person. Why well, would Rudy got it and he got through it in three days. I mean, right. Well, you're tough, tough as nails. Tough, yeah. Yeah. Like Trump, you know, get the, get the, <laughs> you know, he, he got through it in three days and ripped the, ripped the tubes out of him and walked out of the hospital. Like they do in the movie, ran out of the hospital and went back to work. And then the hair dye dripped down his face, but it's going to be interesting because this Super Bowl obviously is all about the two quarterbacks and it's uh, the, the teams aren't going to be doing the big press conferences, but I'm going to guess that someone's going to ask Brady if they haven't already, I haven't seen it, but I think someone's going to say, why weren't you wearing a mask? Why don't you ever wear a mask? Why aren't you being more careful? You were hugging everybody maskless on the field. Did we, did we see, did anyone ask him that after, you know, in the press conference after the game? Because it's coming. Trust me, it is coming. You know it is because, hell, they ask everything. They ask everybody everything. Before how, I mean, how hasn't it been asked? It hasn't. I haven't seen it anywhere, but how hasn't it been asked? It was the most obvious thing. It was the first thing that people were tweeting about after the game, obviously. It I'm going to guess he did a pre- quick virtual press conference. I like sometimes in these post-game things when his family's waiting and every you know his wife and kids are there he's quick and i'm gonna guess he did the post game virtual thing for i don't know maybe seven or eight minutes and then said gotta go so it wasn't one of those deals where everyone in the room got to ask something and maybe it was just the beat guys or local guys or you know whatever sal palantonio and he didn't go you know to the didn't let everybody uh have their say if he does which he will during super bowl week it's coming, and it might not be. Why didn't you wear a mask? It'll be something about the the virus because his parents both got it because it's kind of a big story. In uh, you know, uh, um, it is. Yeah, everyone's getting. Uh, People the, are still talking about it. It's probably, the best, it's probably the best scoop that Mike Greenberg. Probably the best highlight of Mike Greenberg's career actually is getting this story. What story? What, what story? story did he? Bring? He's the one. Greenberg's the one who got said oh. yesterday had Tom Brady Senior on his radio oh, show. He's right. the one who got the story. Oh, so t- Greenberg. Well, what radio show? I thought he was didn't have a radio Greeny. Show. Oh, you don't listen to Greeny every day on ESPN I Radio. The, I thought he was back on TV now. Well, he uh, does it all. He's, well, a, he's a, it. I can I can prove the excellence. Tom Brady Senior is with me here, and and I will tell you, I'm not a hundred percent sure that that was commonly known that that you and your wife had been struck by COVID. And 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 first and foremost, we are all delighted that you are safe and that you were healthy and that you came through that. Can you? Just briefly describe what that experience was like at the risk of getting too personal for you and for Tom and how he was able to go through that while while he was thousands of miles away and the two of you were battling this. Well, we were, yeah, we were, we were sick. Uh, I mean, when when the season started, uh, we've never missed a game in at Michigan or New England or wherever. And at the end of, uh, and for the first, Two games, um, when I was in the hospital, I didn't even care if they were playing, much less missing the game. It was uh, it was a matter of life and death, just like anybody goes to the hospital. It's serious stuff. Mm-hmm. And 
And you saw the rest of the quotes that were out there. When, when you go, he's right. When you go to the hospital, serious stuff. When they put you on a ventilator, you're, you're most likely never going to recover. So that sounds uh, like it truly was scary. What does he say about Tom? Because Tom's going to be asked about that. Obviously, did Tom want to? You know, I mean, obviously, he couldn't go visit. I guess he could. <laughs> he could drop everything and fly home. And no, go but speak. people were speculating. Didn't he have a? Didn't he have a rough first game with the Bucks? Didn't he have a rough? And that's right. why now now they're connecting the dots here. Where his head was at when he played. Oh, it. Yeah. so that it will be a, a theme in one way or the other. You know, what has COVID done to your family? What is you know uh, how your parents doing that kind of thing? Um, Greeny, Greeny, that show's called Greeny. That's the yeah. show. I, I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm doing a Twitter search of the hashtag because on the board it says hashtag Greeny. People want to get involved in the show. <laughs> Literally, nobody besides Greeny has tweeted hashtag Greeny. So <laughs> it, it is amazing. Uh, first of all, he just said he was delighted. There's delighted. No, well, no, you, Jerry, you like Tom Brady Sr., aren't you delighted that he... Uh, sure, but but um, no grown man has ever used the word delighted. No oh, grown man. You don't have you know, enough gay guys. No grown man has ever been delighted. Well, That's you, not have true. Have you ever have, been delighted? I'll yeah, be honest. Yes, streamer. I find something... Can something be delightful? This delightful, is just delightful. No, no. Yes. Except so, the song, you know, the snow is so frightful, but it's something so the delightful. fire is so delightful. That's yeah. the only time a grown man uses the word delightful. You, again, you don't hang enough... Don't hang around enough gay guys. It's there's it's two cute. words that a grown man. Well, there's more than two, but two words a grown man never should say or write. And one is delightful, and one is splendid. splendid. Do you know what's funny? I re- I responded yesterday with a text with splendid. <laughs> like I said, like I said, maybe maybe you does know, that does that cut against your maybe argument? Or? People, uh, you know, say delighted or splendid. But I, I heard like one of your friends, you know, say that. Oh, delightful! Oh, yeah, delightful! I, that shirt is just splendid. Looks splendid on you. No yeah. one says that except Greeny and me. Someone, someone could do the interview with me, and I said splendid. Did you? Yes, yeah, splendid. <laughs> Great. Sounds good. Talk to you Wednesday. I knew. Yeah. So your your speculation, Jerry, is that he didn't wear a mask because you're comparing it to the sunscreen situation. So you yes. think he yes. does not believe? You think he believes that he is taking all yes. the person? See, I, I feel like he's not as crazy as people want to make. I feel like you. Oh, he's crazier. Me. He's crazier. Oh. I'm telling you, he he. Here's here's how you know Brady thinks he's. 10 foot tall and bulletproof and i don't blame him what he's doing right now is defying all the odds he thinks he can beat time and gravity that's the the the, the people are constantly fighting the unwinnable war against time and gravity that's why people work out that's why they do father that. time is undefeated right yeah. that's, right that's that's why they get you know botox injections everybody's trying to win the unwinnable war against time and gravity Brady thinks maybe he's not going to win it in the end. He's not that nuts, but he thinks he's at least fought it to a standstill that he, and, and, and can you blame him? Not only again, is he in the Super Bowl for the 10th time at the age of 43 and a half, but look at him. I mean, I, maybe it is plastic surgery or maybe it's some special lotion that, that, that he and Alex Guerrero came up with, but he looks remarkably young and healthy he believes it. He believes. I mean, he. I've talked to him where he says he doesn't think he's going to get hurt because he knows how to prevent injury. So a guy who is, uh, you know, dropping back and guys are coming in there, bearing down to hit him. Like uh, I was going to say, Andamik and Sue, but he's on his team. You know, some punk, dirty uh, defensive end is is pass rushing, hits him at the knees. Brady believes 
that he will not tear his ACL again. He believes he's learned the secret of staying healthy. And when he starts talking about it, like he occasionally does, or you get his book. I have his book right here, TB12 Method. You know, I, I have I, it too. I've read every page of that yeah. godforsaken, <laughs> terrible book. It's Oh, it's, I find it fascinating. It's so weird. I mean, it's, 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 it's not that. It's very boring is what it is. Well, that's where he writes about he doesn't think he can get sunburned. He wrote that in the book. He did. You're right. That's true. I wrote a book review on WEI.com about but, it. But, but you know weird. what I'm talking about. You heard uh, you were part of uh, some of them. I, I mean, you reacted to some of the interviews of Brady, unfortunately. But he believed. <laughs> I remember once I, like, coughed, burped or something during or uh, giggled. I was giggling. What, what is what is the theme of every, you know, televangelist or or, or motivational speaker it is the power of positive thinking think positively right that's that to me is his guiding philosophy in life everything he tries to think positively that's why he didn't get involved in the election or politics we'll get to that because he's still being accused of somehow being political he is not he's avoided that completely because he thinks it's you know negative waves man he doesn't want the negative waves so he thinks and Alex is there with him, convincing him, plus people like Tony Robbins, who he really hangs out with, or uh, Oprah, what's Oprah's uh, Stedman, or these other people. It's all about surrounding positive people and thinking positively. I guarantee you, I find that he thinks something he's done, whether it's eating something or taking the electrolytes or doing something with the with Alex, has made him let's just say less vulnerable to the virus. I got to tell you, I mean, I saw, as you would know, famously Tony Robbins a couple years ago with right. Tom Brady. Tony Robbins in private must be a little more, he must have a little more to him than he is in public because the shit that he was saying on stage is the lamest crap uh, in the world. So and how much was, how much was a ticket? It was like, uh, well, daddy Curtis bought my ticket. So I, I don't yeah, know. But, but uh, you, you, we talked about it. I forget it was hundreds of dollars. Yeah, but no, but it was all corporations. Like, I don't think any oh. actual real person went on their own to go see Tony Robbins for eight hours. It was just like Brady popped in for what ten minutes or something. He was like two hours late and popped in with ten minutes with Julian Edelman, Jules, and they told us the key to the Super Bowl comeback against Atlanta was that they didn't give up. Ooh, see that was worth the money. See, I I, what you got to see there was what is in Brady's future. Now, obviously, he's going to play till he's you know sixty five. There's no doubt about that now. But people always ask, will will he coach? Will he will he be a general manager? Will he broadcast? I don't think he'll do any of those because they're not big enough for him. He's bigger than that. He's going to be a televangelist. He's going to sell the TB12 method. He's going to be, you know, touring with Tony Robbins. He's going to be around the world, not just in the United States. And occasionally he'll pop in the booth, like at the Super Bowl, maybe, you know, he'll, he'll make a halftime thing, you know, from whatever, if he's living in Miami and it's down there, he'll, he'll show up. But he's not going to dedicate himself to TV or to coaching or to general managing. Those are uh, not TV, but coaching and general managing. That's hard, man. That's a lot of work and a lot of hours. And I think he's going to be busy, you know, selling the world on his secrets to uh, to everlasting life. <laughs> he's- well, I totally, I, I totally believe it, though. I mean, muscle pliability. I'm all about that. I'm all about yoga now. I'm getting pliable. Do you think it- you could get the virus? Or do you think you found a way to uh, prevent it from? Uh- you know, a I am shocked that I haven't gotten the virus yet, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like I must have gotten it at some point. But you're right. Brady absolutely does not think he can get COVID. 
Of course he doesn't. You you see the way he interacts without a mask. He's not like some people without a mask. I, I, I don't wear a mask too often, but I don't con- come in contact with people, you know, like I don't, if I'm in a store or, or CVS, I put the mask on. But other than that, I'm not around people. I have a really nice uh, Blue Lives Matter mask. Oh, on. God. I'm showing it to the TV audience. My Terrible. Uh, my, well, what's wrong with Blue Lives Matter? Disgraceful. What's wrong with that? You're agitating. You're an agitator. Oh, sorry. I, I, you know, I support the police. I, I know that's yeah. awful. That's, I'm sorry. It's racist to support the police. Right. Uh, we'll get to that, too, because oh. Ka- Kaepernick is well, – we, we've now – it's only, what is this, Tuesday? There's now, what, 11, 12, 12 days till the Super Bowl. Kaepernick has already been shoehorned into the discussion, which I knew he would be, but it's just so shameless. I don't even understand this. What, what Yesterday, some woman and a, a guy, a couple of people were talking about Kaepernick being uh, left out of this. Colin, do I have this right? Yeah, here's, your, here's your tweet that was deleted. Here's the tweet that went viral. This is from some blue checkmark, Samantha Polino. As we approach another Tom Brady Super Bowl, let's remember he's friends with Trump and has endorsed Republicans and their policies. While one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation, Colin Kaepernick, had his career derailed for kneeling during the national anthem. Hashtag hypocrisy. How many? Um, 132 likes. That's it. Um, oh, no, no, no. That got, it was way bigger than that. I just caught that early. I, I retweeted her because people were mocking her, but it's just silly. They, that is a typical Colin Kaepernick proponent. And I'm going to include you. Brainless, brainless, uninformed, ignorant, just stupid. I mean, she actually typed one of the greatest quarterbacks. Well, you, know, you don't think at Peanut Polino is a big football fan, Jerry? What's and that? I have the New York Times uh, column. Uh, this is uh, this was came out last night, correct, Colin? Yeah, this is our friend Nick uh, Streeter, uh, right? Nick Kurt Streeter. Streeter. Oh, Kurt Streeter. Sorry, Kurt Streeter. Kurt Streeter from the New York Times. He's a clown. He wrote the column saying that uh, UConn should be declared national champ because they didn't play this season. They didn't play. He did this after they got through the whole season and Alabama won the national title. He said it should have gone to UConn. Because UConn was afraid to play because UConn has, was, a, was a terrible team and didn't want to get their ass kicked. So they said, let's not play. They were one of three Division One teams. That's right. So this this clown at the New York Times said, let's declare them national champ and made a, just a bizarre argument that it was not worth playing the season, even though they made it through with, with no deaths, no hospitalizations. Well, he tops himself. And I'm convinced uh, – um, Alex, I'm convinced that you can't be even a pedestrian writer and get a job at the New York Times. You're a good writer. I tell you that all the time, Raymond. Thank you, Jerry. It keeps me going. You've got no shot at the New York Times. Damn. Aside from the fact that it's just populated by total lunatics, left-wing nuts, it's too left-wing for Barry Weiss, a left-wing writer who was... Oh, she, Barry Weiss sucks. I hate Barry uh, You're wrong. Oh, no, I think Weimer thinks that Weiss is the new one You just don't like, you don't, you just don't no. lib- like liberal Jewish... No, Barry, liberal Jewish you're right. I, I don't like liberal... As a liberal Jewish person, I don't like liberal Jewish people. That is well, true. I would, see, I, I don't think you read her. I don't think you listen to her. I, actually, I, I She's so... Te- boy, I can't, she canceled herself. She quit her job at the New York Times. All right, right. And she explained to you why. I mean, she was attacked on this this in-house you know, yeah but she was room. she was lying about her co-workers calling her a zionist calling her a nazi i mean well, her co-workers well, 
uh, uh, didn't like her because she was not extreme enough. They, no, and, and by the way, by the way, how do you defend this? Tom Cotton wrote a column for the New York Times uh, op-ed page saying we should use federal troops against the rioters, the protesters who were burning buildings, right, looting stores. He, it's his opinion. He's a U.S. senator. He's a military vet. He said we should use na- the National Guard because they ran it. Because they ran the column, there was uh, uh, an upheaval, an uprising at the New York Times. Two editors got fired for running a column by a sitting U.S. senator. That is bizarre. That is insane. What, now, fast forward four months or six, uh, six, five, six months, and the New York Times team, that would be all the you know Biden administration and everybody in big tech, big media, they bring out twenty six thousand U.S. troops to to prevent uh, you know two hundred morons from storming the Capitol again. It was it was one of the biggest lies I've ever seen. There was no threat. They just did it as a show of force to say, "Here's what's going to happen if you think about uh, uh, challenging us." And you know, obviously, they used them for a photo op, and then they sent them out to the parking garage to sleep. That, that so Democrats brought the troops out. So that's obviously not a real crazy, you know, opinion that we should use the National Guard. Well, I'd say, I'd say a, little, a little bit of different situations. Right. It was much, much worse in the summer, much worse, yeah, right. much more threatening, much more mm-hmm. dangerous. These people who stormed the Capitol were not going to disrupt the inauguration. There was never any threat. They okay, admitted, five, five people died. They admitted there was no threat. I know, but five five people died. Right, right. Uh, dozens died over the summer from Antifa and Black Lives Matter riots. Dozens. dozens. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they were cops shot. I mean, it didn't matter then. We couldn't use the troops then. But now we need the troops, even though there was zero threat. They were used as props. You were lied to. And get ready. You're going to be lied to a lot. But Well, the troops are staying point, for a few more months. That's least, true. They're staying, they're staying till you know the impeachment trial is over. Because... I, I forgot the Boogaloo Boys and the Proud Boys are just uh, uh, are just poised and ready to pounce. It's just so absurd. But we don't have to go there right now, Alex. My point is that what the, these editors of the New York Times did couldn't have been more reasonable and rational, and they were forced out. And Barry Weiss, if you hear a story, it is frightening. This The New York Times, this paper record, is run by total lunatics. And I'm, so, I'm yeah, sure uh, – who gave Barry Weiss a column for many years – Kurt Streeter, not many years. She was at the Wall Street Journal. She was brought over for a little balance. She's a left-wing Democrat, no question. She's she's a lesbian who's getting. Uh, uh, I think she's getting ready to get married to her her, her fiance or whatever. She couldn't be more, uh, you know, liberal. And it's not liberal enough because she's not socialist. And she's her, not whole, liberal. her whole brand is based on being canceled. Whereas I said, she right. quit. I have no time for that. Boring. Okay. Try listening to her sometime. Try reading her. Anyway, so this nut job, uh, I don't know why I even have to refer to Kurt Streeter because you probably agree with me. I could just let you talk. Thank you. Thinks the big star of Super Bowl week is not uh, Tom Brady or he says, um, he writes, the big game is less than... <laughs> big games less than two weeks away with the chiefs seeking to defend their title against tampa bay the narrative will center on quarterbacks and rightly so tom brady and patrick mahomes aren't just among the greatest to ever play they are the most captivating okay we're with them so far right i'm with them 
But years from now, writes Kurt Streeter, when historians assess the connection between professional sports and the state of the world in the current era, which NFL quarterback will loom the largest? I'll bet on Kaepernick. Once among the league's most electric players, censured and shut out of the game since 2016, Kaepernick, who's kneeling protester in the national anthem, tore at the heart of the one sport that embodies America and its myths. Oh, and, and then it is, uh, I'm going to say, 20, 25 paragraphs of just drivel about, you know, how, how prescient and, and how brilliant Kaepernick is, which it always pisses me off because Kaepernick doesn't, they give him all credit for being so courageous, doesn't have the balls to speak for himself ever. The guy doesn't have the guts during all the protests and all the upheaval and all the insanity. You'd think he would say, this is my time and step in front of the cameras, find a stuck, talk to the New York times, talk to a friendly audience. Hell, that's all there is out there. ESPN, CNN, ES, uh, MSNBC, Sit down, answer some questions. He doesn't have the guts to speak for himself. He lets little, he lets clowns like Kurt Streeter, this lousy writer at the New York Times, speak for him, canonize him, deify him. And now we got to get ready. Somehow he's been injected into this Super Bowl discussion. And you know what's going to happen? Every time they ask anybody, whether it's Brady or Mahomes or Goodell or you know Andy Reid or any of them, they ask about Kaepernick. These guys had better be ready to get down figuratively on their knees and 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 worship the man. Because if they don't, they're going to say, oh, these guys don't appreciate what St. Colin did. Or they're going to accuse Brady of being political, like that, that other clown who said Brady has supported Republicans. Brady did everything in his power not to support Donald Trump. Forget supporting him. That was years ago. So- well, I told you when Peanut Polino speaks about NFL matters, you have to listen. So I, I agree with what she oh, said. You've observed everything Brady's done, like I have over the years. When, since, you know, Trump wow. became the polarizing political figure, when has Brady supported him? I told you, it's Jerry, as I've said for years, it was a tacit endorsement. Tacit endorsement, the MAGA hat in the locker. Do I need to remind you of that? It would yes, totally picture it and, catapulted and, and, Trump to the presidency. It did not. He did not support him. He did not vote for him. He did I not know. campaign for him. He did not go to the White House. I know. I, I, I think know. he was like a lot of people. You know, I don't even think he will ever. I think Belichick and Kraft will always be friendly with 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 uh, Trump. I don't think Brady will. I think because of his wife, his mother, his sisters, you know, people around him, he doesn't want, he doesn't like that. As I said before, it's all about positive thinking and good vibes and all that. And Donald Trump is a, you don't think Donald Trump is carrying good vibes. (laughs) I I like the Trump, you know, era because I like the fight and you know, you know that you do too. I mean, like the debate. I'm ready for you. thing, man. He doesn't want, he told us on the radio, I'm not going to do. My wife said, I can't talk politics anymore. And he didn't. He just said no more. And I think that was the first time. And I had been talking to him every Monday for like 15, 16 years. I believe that was the first time he said anything was off limits. Yeah. I mean, Brady, Brady obviously played golf with Trump a couple times. Trump kissed his ass on the golf course. And that's kind of all he knew about him. So when he first started the run, he's like, oh, my friend is running. So that that's obviously all that was. And anybody who now, five and a half years later, 
brings up any Brady drum comparison, Jerry, even too much for me. I am disavowing. I'm glad to hear that. There is a, there is a difference between friend and acquaintance. Tom Donald Trump is an acquaintance of Tom Brady. They're not friends. If they a friend is somebody you back and like you would back Donald Trump if he was a real friend. They're not friends. Yeah, I, don't like, Donald Trump has real, I don't think I don't think he has real friends. Which is fine. They just weren't friends. Of, uh, you know, Mike Pillow guy who's well, also you know, been suspended from Yeah, Mike Pillow, Mike Lindell, if you're just waking up, just tuning in. Mike Lindell from uh, My Pillow has been banned by Twitter. Terrible. We've done another purge. I'm gonna have to check when we're done here. I'm probably lost another thousand. Every day I wake up, I lose a thousand followers. It's just insane. But we don't have to do that right now. I wanted to get it to get prepared for the Kaepernick um, dynamic because it's coming. I think I know how these people think. This New York Times guy, Boston Globe writers, ESPN people, you know, Greeny, all the left wingers in the sports media, and believe me, it's as it's as far left as the news media. They're all going to look for a way. You want to have a compelling angle. And I, I think it's, it's you can only to tell us how young Mahomes was when Brady won his first Super Bowl. Only so many times. Six he years was, old, you were saying. What was he, first grader? Yeah. Kindergarten, something kindergarten. like that. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he was very young when Tom yeah. Brady was winning Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. That is uh, Reamer's prediction of the big theme of the yeah. week. Tom Brady's old, Patrick Mahomes is young. And Patrick Mahomes' father, Pat, was pitching for the Cubs, I believe, when Brady won his first. He was pitching for somebody uh, when Brady won his first Super Bowl. So get ready. You'll see the pictures of, you know, Patrick Mahomes when he was a little kid uh, and Brady was in the Super Bowl. By the way, if you saw the picture of Brady when he won his first Super Bowl, like the face shot. Much better now. He looks better. He's younger. He was kind of chubby and he's kind of goofy looking. And now he's this chiseled, you know. Uh, that's everybody who's rich. That's all rich people. They all figure it out. They all, you pay for good looks. That's that's it. How, how do you do that? Like you how, just do. How, it's I, 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 if I were really rich, what would I do? I'm trying to think of the, an example is not coming to my head, but there's a lot of celebrities who are ugly as shit when they started and then they got a lot of money and they look good now. Okay. Give me one. Give me one. I know. I'm, not, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head that would be really relevant. And for some reason, I think of good looking celebrities. Like Rob Lowe has never aged. He was kind no, of a dorky true. looking young guy. He's kind of a dorky. He's know? like the Brady of, but he went, I think famously got sober and stopped doing drugs and drinking. And, and Same with and- Brady. And I think Rob Lowe probably is like Brady. He's got a weird, uh, you know, diet and all kinds of weird. You know who looks great for his age, eighty-nine years old, Rupert Murdoch. I saw a picture <laughs> of him yesterday. He does. Uh, he looks great for his age, eighty-nine. How about yeah. Betty White? She's ninety-nine. Really right. good. Yeah, right. they got that series. Uh, Rupert, Larry uh, King. Oh no, they, Larry. Larry King. Uh, the fact that Larry King lived to be eighty-seven is just amazing. I am so annoyed with Larry King. I was reading well, his. Uh, so, so do you know how Larry King got his start in radio? Um, I think I've heard the story, but remind me. So this is how. So nowadays, you have to write like eight cover letters to maybe get an interview for some crappy part-time nighttime role. In 1953 or whatever it was, he was sweeping the floor of a station in Miami. The nine to noon disc jockey quit and the guy's like, uh, you, you're on the air. And then, then that's how it started. Did you, quite- see, did you see the mug shot when he got arrested? He was out of radio for three years. He got arrested, charged with, you know, writing bad checks and fraud right. or something. And he, I think he uh, obviously wasn't political. His whole, uh, his whole career was built on kissing ass of celebrities and getting them to open up to him. But he smoked a lot. It helped his voice. He got a, that low, you know, 
kind of famous voice. You told me I should do that. And I, I did. I said, you should start smoking and you should stop being such a stupid ass liberal. And you'd, you know, think for yourself. I think there's a niche here and I'll, uh, it's not really a niche at this point, but be a champion for free speech. Be against banning people on Twitter. Can you do that for me? Do that for me. I'm I'm your mentor, right? You know, you've learned a lot from me. Do this for me. You and yeah. you and Don't fall into this trap, Reamer, where you say, you know, Mike Lindell, bad guy, or whoever. You say any right winger, bad guy, take that. Kurt Schilling. I know you don't like Schilling. You, know, you don't okay. want to ban people from speaking if you're an American. These people on the other side of the aisle, these people who are championing and supporting the banning <clears throat> of, of, of right wingers or, uh, you know, like the, the shutting down of, of, of Josh Hawley. These are un-American people. Brian Steltler is un-American. Seth Rogen is un-American. These are not good Americans, Reamer. I want you to be a good American. You're not dumb. Sometimes you are, but you're generally not dumb. You, you should always, always, always be in favor of free speech, of free expression. Do not fall into this trap just because you don't like Donald Trump to say, don't let him speak. In fact, you should be just the opposite. You should say, let them all speak. Someone like Trump or or Schilling, in your case, you probably think the more he speaks, the worse he sounds, right? You, uh, yeah, you, but I think Schilling's done enough shut him up? Uh, well, try, I mean, <laughs> uh, yes, because ultimately, <sighs> I ultimately, Jerry... I don't give a crap at all. If Donald okay. Trump is on Twitter, if Mike Lindell is on Twitter, like who cares? Is so what my if they ban me? Are you going to take my side and, and support me if they ban me? Yes, because in hell we promote the Jerry Callahan podcast. Uh, it's it's a good question, but I just think you have to think before you uh, jump on this subject. There is, I, I can send it to you. There's a great piece I got here. It's, do, you, do you know what tablet is? It's a, it's a well-regarded. I've seen it. Um, magazine, um, uh, and it, it's it gives you a bunch of examples of all these mainstream media outlets supporting the suppression of free speech. Hell, and Josh Hawley's a great example. You can hate him if you want. I mean, I don't know why you would. He's just following the law. But to right. I don't know why you would hate Josh Hawley, this guy who went to Yale Law School and is railing against the elites. Right, right. He's. Why, why right. would you dislike a phony like that? Because the elites are trying to stop him from speaking. He yeah. is the elite. Colin, is this hopeless? Is Reamer just too dumb? I got no. no shot with him. I'm trying to make him an advocate for free speech. You can be a liberal like Glenn Greenwald. We pointed out Glenn Greenwald, like Barry Weiss. They're liberals. Yeah, but Glenn, but, Glenn, but Glenn Greenwald at this point has a shtick. He has his own substack, oh, and he now needs to so position himself. Of, yeah, we all have a shtick. Exactly. That's my point. My shtick is I don't give a crap if my pillow guy is suspended from okay, Twitter. At what point do you, do you ever heard the, you know, the famous, you know, first they came from the Jews, but I wasn't Jewish, so I didn't speak up. Then they came for the, the gypsies, and I didn't speak up. Well, they, they're coming for Mike Lindell, and they're coming for uh, Josh Hawley, and they're coming for all these people you don't care about. How is Josh Hawley uh, censored they in any way? They canceled his He's book contract. His he book. got another one. Okay. Why did they cancel his book contract? Because he supported as you as the the, the the most dangerous threat on American democracy, as Chris Hayes said, since they fired the cannons at Fort Sumter. So. Okay. So all the challenges against the electrical, uh, electoral votes in the previous years, Nancy Pelosi did it. James McGovern did it four years ago. A oh, whack yeah. job. Lip. So that was okay, and this isn't. He didn't do anything illegal, untoward. He just followed the law. And you want a 
company, a publisher to not publish his book, which is about it's no, wait, it's the cat, your, your, your beloved free market, you know. Okay, and we've already said when it comes to big tech, free market is out the window. They are a monopoly. They control everything, and they get special carve-outs from the federal government. I think what they do is censorship. Until this happened, I always said only the government could censor you, but they are being helped by the government, and they are shutting down speech. I need you to to think this through, okay? Um, It's a career move on your part. It's a career move. It it would show you to be somewhat of an independent thinker and not a sheep. You can't like this. You can't become like the New York Times or the Boston Globe who are dead set against free speech. They hate free speech. It is a fact. The Boston Globe is a fighter against people's right to speak freely. That's what they are. They work hard to stop people. They, they, they threaten boycotts of companies that they disagree with. They, they go after, you know, radio stations and, and other media outlets. They go after their advertisers because they don't like what they have to say. That, again, is un-American. Remember, I agree totally. But un-American. Yes, I'm usually on the side of free speech unless Good. you're talking about Dominion voting unless, machines. Okay. And then I say I've never, I've never no. talked about Dominion voting machines, and they're going to shut me down. And I just want you to promise me you'll at least you know think it through before you say, "Good, who cares about him? He's he's you know, he, Milo Yiannopoulos. It's Ann Coulter. Who cares about them? They're going to come for everybody eventually. Wait till wait till my side gets a control of big tech, which will never happen. But uh, it would be nice if it did. You got a taste of this, and and just read up. Just read up and see how insane it is that you have people, professors, and media people saying we need. To stop, we need to find a way to stop these people from expressing their their First Amendment rights. We need to, you know, take another look at the First Amendment. Okay, but Josh Hawley, though, since you keep going to him, he got another book deal. Okay, and he still is a sitting U.S. senator. Please tell me how Josh. Deal. Please tell me how Josh Hawley hey, has been censored. Simon in Schuster said they don't right. like what right. he was doing politically. As a, as a private he, publishing Simon company, Simon and Schuster said. We are canceling your book contract because yeah, well, we don't like Jerry, what you have to say. He's insane, Reamer. They were going. Simon and Schuster was going to publish Josh Hawley's book, and then he raised his fist in solidarity with these terrorists who were storming the Capitol building. Simon and Schuster, can't you just? I'm going to go back to Schilling again. Can't you just hate the guy without lying about him? Josh, I don't Hawley. think there's anything. What is, what is the lie about Kurt Schilling? He's disgusting. He's 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 he's, he's vile. He's hey, hold a threat. On. Hold on, that's just those are opinions. I'm not going to say those are lies. Those are opinions. He's not disgusting or vile, in my opinion, at all. But okay, let's go. To, let's go to Schilling, since uh, you're uh, since you're hopeless, and I think you're going to be against free speech. No, what do you mean? I'm not for against free speech. Uh, Josh Hawley, you still you need to tell hey. me how Josh Hawley has been censored Josh in any Hawley way. Had a book. <laughs> Okay, we'll go through it one time quick, and then we'll get to Schilling. Josh Hawley wrote a book about the cancel culture. He did something politically that this big, giant publishing company didn't like politically. Now, if he was on their side politically, like if he wanted to impeach a former president, they'd be okay. The book would be fine. But they said, you know, politically, we don't like what you said. We're canceling your book contract. And you don't think there's a you don't have a problem with that? A book publisher shouldn't be in the business of suppressing speech one way or the other. They are a private company, and they have standards, and they have, and they have. 
Again. And, they have, and, they, and, and they have a right to not do business with somebody who doesn't represent their values. Hey, they were going to do business with Josh Hawley until he raised his fist supporting the insurrectionists. He did not. But anyway, so what if he did? And the other thing is, real quick, Josh Hawley went from Stanford to Yale to the Missouri Attorney General's office to the U.S. Senate before his 45th birthday. I don't think he's being canceled. I don't think he's being hey, censored. He was. He's doing just That's fine. That's not an opinion. His book was canceled by a major oh, publisher because they didn't like what he had to say politically. If, if, if you don't have a problem with that, okay, you are hopeless. Schilling is going to find out tonight, 6 o'clock, that he didn't make the Hall of Fame again. I believe he has one more uh, try. He's already told us, he told us last week or two weeks ago, that he's going to tell them, take him off the ballot next year. He doesn't want to be partake in this circus. I have no problem if you say, you know, I don't like Schilling. I mean, I don't think you're supposed to say I don't like him, so I don't think he should be in a Hall of Fame. Most writers used to be able to separate that. That's why he was on his way to the Hall of Fame. He was going to make it. This year, people like Shaughnessy, Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe, who hates Schilling, predicted he would get in this year because he was close last year, and there's no one else. Uh, there's no automatics. There's no sure things this year. So I'm um, looking at the ballot, the, the people on it, the only, the favorites who are close to 75 are, are Bonds, Clemens, and, and Schilling. Now, Bonds and Clemens, we know why they're not in. Schilling is not in already because he's a right-wing firebrand. He's, he's an outspoken right-winger. A firebrand. Okay. A firebrand. Are you a firebrand? Yes, yes. Okay. I'm, we're going to get to uh, <clears throat> Politico. The Politico is there's a big uprising at Politico, the website. I, I did see this. Yes, they let Ben Shapiro write a guest column. I and saw. They, I read the guest they, column. The and they called, and good. Then they called him a firebrand. But let's do Schilling first, and then we'll get to Ben Shapiro. Schilling, uh, can you get me the number on last year, Colin? What did he get? Seventy percent last year. It looked like he was going to get seventy-five. He still might. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. It's close. But I've heard from a few writers and seen, and, and these are little people. These are bitter, angry, spiteful people like you who just hate Schilling and say, right. screw him. I know he was the greatest postseason pitcher ever. I know he's, he's, he's uh, you know, c compared to other pitchers in the Hall of Fame. Of course he belongs in. But I don't like the fact that he's not just a right winger. He doesn't back down to anyone. He will not play the game. He could have. He could have been a good boy the last couple of years, and he'd be in. But he chose to be himself, to speak out. He chose to support Donald Trump and uh, you know other right-wing causes. So I think he's out. I'm looking at the New York Post, by the way, and according to the Post writers, and they got a bunch of voters. They got like a dozen guys voting. They're mostly, except for two, they're mostly voting for him, and they're all voting for Bonds and Clemens, the New York Post guys, all of them. But it's going to be close. I think the latest is... Most likely, he's um, not getting in, and nobody is. Nobody is. I'm looking at the tracker. You know that Hall of Fame tracker? Yeah, he's at like 75%. He's at 75.3. Bonds is 72.5. Clemens, 72. But so, so he would qualify, but the tracker is usually a little high because not right. everybody reveals their ballots, and those who usually don't vote for anybody right, are not going to tell. Yes. They're probably 85 and can't figure out the computer. 
Right. Yeah, he had he had seventy percent last year. How many people pulled their vote after the Capitol? Did they announce exactly how many people pulled their vote? Were they still? allowed to? I know people wanted to, but did they go through with it? That's what they said. They said numerous vote. Numerous people said that they could uh, that they removed their votes. Oh, I see. Where you said. Did the Hall of Fame allow them to remove it? Yeah. I'm, I think so, but I'm not. I'm not 100 sure on they that. They removed it because of the Capitol Hill riot. Yeah, because he, he, he supported it. Yeah, correct. Um, so what? I mean, it didn't change the statistics in the, in the World Series. Did character it? clause, though, Jerry. The character oh, clause. Character clause, right? Um, so chilling, according to the tracker, and this was done just yesterday. The latest tracker, and they've only been able to track 46 percent of the ballots. Um, He's at 75.3. I don't think that's good enough. Uh, you're right. I think the people they weren't able to poll are more likely to not vote for him or to not tell you who they're voting for. Right. So he will be on the outside looking in. And then I'm not sure how he says, leave me out next year. I'm not sure he has to because the more he talks, the more little thin-skinned little uh, uh, baseball writers, these spiteful, hateful liberals who are going to take it out on him because they, you know, they they can't vote to impeach Trump, so they're going to vote to impeach Schilling. That's how it works. Um, Retribution is all the same. So you support people who just have a grudge against Schilling, leaving them out of the Hall of Fame? Yeah, Jerry, it, listen, I used to tap dance. I used to say as much as I abhor Schilling's beliefs, I would vote for him for the Hall of Fame. I've changed my opinion. No Kurt Schilling in the Hall of Fame. I have no interest in seeing him celebrated in any way. It's a subjective vote. If I were voting, I would be no. What you wouldn't That's like to reasoning. see? Him, you wouldn't like to see him up on stage and get no. just perhaps the craziest speech ever. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I would it. love it. I would love it. It's too bad. It's too bad. These guys are just spiteful, angry little liberals who are who hate him because it would be great theater to see him get in. But I don't think he's going to get in. And I'm. I just ask, and I ask this of my friend Shaughnessy and you, and you know whatever John Tomasi, all these people who hate Schilling. Just hate him, okay? You don't have to lie about him. He's not a Nazi, all right? He's not a Nazi. He didn't advocate for for murdering reporters, journalists. And not that I would have big problem with that, but okay. he didn't actually. That's right. That's right. Exit the podcast. <laughs> he didn't actually say that. You know what he did? It was a joke about reporters. Or really t- funny, yeah. Again, it was. Uh, what was it? A, a tree? No, three journalists. Three journalists. Yes. Assembly required. That, you know, uh, reporters took fake outrage, expressed fake outrage to that. If that were about lawyers or, 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 or used car salesmen, everyone would say it's just a joke. But it's about journalists, and they're special. They're special people. Well, they're we're, the they're, we're, we're protecting no place we're, on the planet. Democracy. Haven't you heard? Democracy dies in darkness. <laughs> We've protected dark democracy, and that's why we have it once again. It's been restored. So they so – Say he wants to kill journalists, which maybe he does, but he didn't say that. And he's a Nazi because he collects World War II memorabilia. So they have to lie about him. That's all I ask. Don't lie about him. Just hate him. Hate him all you want. Don't lie about him. Just tell the truth. But good luck to Kurt Schilling tonight. He's going to need it. I don't think he's getting in. I want to get to this political story because it is amazing. And, you know, it's your side again who who just has to freaking toughen up. And uh, and we're going to tell you the highest paid employee in the entire federal government is and the lowest paid at least last year the highest paid and the lowest paid in the federal government and um charles barkley thinks that uh, athletes athletes should go to the front of the vaccine line 
I heard that. Yes. <laughs> which might be nuts, but Hey, I would put them ahead of the prisoners, which they're not doing here in Massachusetts. But first, let me tell you about shake concrete. Let me tell you what they can do for you this winter. They can build you a building, build you your own precast building. They partner with easy set worldwide and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal, they do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. All right, Reamer, I don't know if you've read all the details of this yet, but it is just so bizarre and just so infuriating. Um, the uh, Politico's a website which I've never once clicked on. I've seen it on Twitter, and I've heard it referred to, and I've seen their writers. and The Tiger Beat on the I, Potomac. I, I know that. I know it. I guess it's it's you know fairly popular, but uh, the worst people read Politico. The biggest friggin' nerds are Politico. Is that, is that right? Is that, yes. I, like I said, don't read it. I see it, and I see you know Politico people that appear on talk shows. I've never actually clicked on it. Um, so they have a column that they occasionally let celebrities. The playbook. It's their playbook. morning. It's their morning newsletter. The playbook. So they have different celebrities. They had Chris Hayes do it the other day. They have some other, mostly liberals, you know, people like them. Politicos, just a bunch of liberals. That's why I don't understand how it could be so successful. It's just the same. They have the same people saying the same things as the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Boston Globe, CNN, NBC. No, it's different. What's different about it? It sounds Uh, the same. Sounds it's like no, no opinion, and actually, it gets a lot of criticism uh, in the on the left because it's deemed as too horse racy. They pretty much just cover like the maneuvering. They don't really give their moral judgments. It's, so it's, 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 it's basically like like a trade publication. Like if you work on Capitol Hill, you subscribe to the playbook. One of uh, the guys they let write the playbook, and it's just it's like a uh, assortment of political stuff and opinions was uh, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is the number one conservative podcaster, uh, head of Daily Wire. He's written books. He's pretty famous, pretty accomplished, young guy, orthodox Jew. Uh, I think he's he's good. I listen to his podcast. I am reading uh, his latest book right now. He's smart as hell. And if you were trying to think of like a mainstream conservative, young conservative, you'd say, let's call Ben Shapiro. And he does it, which I don't know why you would do it. A Politico 
called why Ben Shapiro needs them, but he does the playbook and I read it and you, you read it, right? It was just, I did read it a couple, this is a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It was like typical conservative stuff. Uh, that led to an uprising. We talked about the New York times and generally I just dismissed the New York times as a place for extremists and radicals, socialists that are not to be taken seriously. I guess Politico is the same way because they had an uprising from over a hundred staffers that were upset. They sent a letter to the publisher, Robert Albritton, expressing disgust that they allowed Ben Shapiro to soil their pages or their website by guest authoring the playbook once. Right. To me, Reamer, you could be as liberal as you want, and you're a crazy liberal. You're a Bernie supporter. Again, I ask you, you got to think this through. Do you really support something like this or something what they did in the New York Times? I mean, you let Ben Shapiro, not, you know, Kurt Schilling, not, you know, Michael Savage or, or, or Mark Levin. You let Ben Shapiro write a guest column and the staff is uh, upset to the point where they're screaming to the, at the publisher for allowing it to happen. That should frighten everybody. Yeah, no, I, I would, I, I think that is, uh, I, I agree with you there. Ben, the calm was, I mean, typical. Ben Shapiro is a big, uh, big mucka to use a Hebrew Yiddish term in the uh, Republican Party. He's close to a lot of people who kind of know what's going on. And Politico is this, this, this news insider publication. So he gave them a look at the other side. I, I have no issue with them having Ben Shapiro. Do I, I think they were lucky to get him. I mean, again, if I'm Shapiro, I say go screw, especially now. But nah, but you know, Jerry, all these guys are deep down, and Trump is the perfect embodiment of it. They may rail against the quote unquote mainstream media. They want nothing more than to be in the New York Times or the Washington Post. If the New York Times offered Ben Shapiro his own column, he would have taken it yesterday. Why? Because like, all those guys, they 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 love it. They they want to be part of it. I, I don't know why you would, especially when you're as successful as he is. But I, I, you know, the, the status I couldn't, believe, couldn't believe this tweet over a hundred. I have a couple questions for you, Reamer. A couple questions. One would be Politico has over a hundred staffers. I mean, um, yeah, at least I know. I believe they have like 250 and I'm going, they do Why? Yeah. some website that nobody looks at has 250 staffers. Everybody, uh, I'm telling. I used to subscribe to it when I worked in the state house. If you're a political, you you pay. It's a paid thing. Uh, I didn't pay for it, but yeah, it's paid. Yeah. Second question: These people shouldn't be um, um, blaming their. I say, why are these people blaming the publisher, not their parents? He's not the one that raised the pussy. The parents did. They should blame their parents for raising a pussy. And my third question is: Ben Shapiro is really that controversial? Uh, again. I mean, if you want a conservative voice, who are you who are you looking for? I mean, David Brooks, you want some fake yeah. Jennifer Rubin, or do you want a real conservative? Nicole Wallace is okay. Nicole Wallace. I mean, you got a real conservative, a smart guy, a popular guy to to probably do it for nothing. And these people are bitching because they disagree with them. This does not portend well for the, the coming years because these people like you, you people are in control. I told you I am I am pro Ben Shapiro doing the playbook. I'm anti-Mike Lindell on Twitter. See? I can't spike his basis. He wears the yarmulke, and he's a devout, an Orthodox Jew, and people on the left call him a Nazi. That's, that's Ben Shapiro's life. Well, I mean, Jared Kushner. You know, two, a couple two, of Nazis. Yeah, exactly. A couple of Nazis. Uh, all right. Did you, I'm, I'm sure you've already read this, but 
the highest paid employee in the federal government. I, I think I know this. Yeah, You know this. I do. Uh, he's, yeah. he's not on TV too often. <laughs> uh, I love this because I mocked it. That, that, that it's, if you haven't seen it, it's St. Anthony. That would be Dr. Anthony Fauci, who made $417,000 in 2019. He's the highest paid employee in the federal government. The lowest, of course, was one Donald J. Trump, who never took his salary, donated it to uh, various charity, uh, charitable causes. What a great guy. Four years. He's a wonderful man, very charitable. I bet you Sleepy Joe won't do that, Reamer. But Fauci, and I tweeted about this. I just you know made some wisecrack. And I had all these, uh, a handful of people defending him, saying, you know, he could make more in private practice. Or, you know, it's really not that much when you consider he's a doctor and he does all that. I go, all he does is talk to reporters. It's all he does is interviews. He went on with uh, your hero, Rachel Maddow, the he other did. day and talked about how much he uh, you know, looks up to her, idolizes her, you know, and how he couldn't wait to come on. I guess Trump didn't want him on with her, which yeah. is understandable. Now that Trump's gone, he can go on with all his favorites, Chris Hayes and Don Lemon and Rachel Maddow. He's a hack. He's 80 years old. In any other line of work, they would have forced him to retire 20 years ago. Well, unless you work in the U.S. Congress. I mean, it's... Uh... I know. It, it is amazing. These Most jobs, you'd be, you would have retired. Either they would have forced you by rule to retire if you're like a teacher or if you're just in whatever, working for a private company that say, you know, it's time to go when you're 70, 75, 78, he's 80. Uh, and I'm close. He's 80 Schumer's 70, whatever, 78, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell, 78 or nine, you know, Chuck Grassley, 87. Diane Feinstein, baby. She's going to run again. Uh, and, and there are, you know, reports off the record that she's uh, got dementia, which I believe she does. I mean, oh, totally. I love those stories. I need more of those stories. Give me all of the Diane Feinstein dementia. Yeah, I, I got news for you. Nobody at that age uh, is, uh, you know, on top of their game, sadly. And if you're in that job in the Senate or as president, it's really demanding. There's a lot of things there that could confuse you. I have no doubt it's going to get bad with Biden because he's just overwhelmed. And someone at that age who's not cognitively, you know, in his best shape, best shape there's going to be a lot of things that throw him off, you know, throw him off. And he's looking fine signing those executive orders. So let me tell you, keep <laughs> oh, that yeah. going, Joe. He's got 27 executive orders so far in his first week, which is four or five times more than the second most. I mean, George Bush had zero at this point. Trump, I think, had two. Uh, Biden has completely changed the world by opening up the border and shutting yep, down. That's the, the abuse of power that we've seen. And, uh, yes, exactly. We don't have to get into it because, you know, we've done it before and destroying girls sports, but Hey, you know, girls don't matter anymore. So he's going to destroy girls right. sports with the stroke of a pen. You and I live in a state which has prioritized prisoners. And the thing that outrages me the most about this Reamer is that more people aren't outraged. I tweet about it. I talk about it. In Massachusetts, prisoners, murderers, rapists, gangbangers are getting vaccinated. Senior citizens have to wait in line. Their turn, I think their turn is coming. This week, now that we've taken care of all the convicted murderers, and I've been tweeting about it, and it amazes me how many people say, hey, well, you know, they're trapped there, and they're going to get the virus, and you got to protect them. And I'm going, 
What about people trapped in nursing homes? It just seems insane that people aren't outraged by the fact that prisoners are getting vaccinated and, and you know, war vet, veterans of World War II and Korea aren't. I, well, I, I love that in Massachusetts, we've inoculated about 5% of our population <laughs> and uh, used about 43% of our vaccines. So that's good. Yeah, again, these blue states are run by monsters. Monsters, and I'm not kidding. If you're living in a blue state, you, the person who your governor is a horrible person. A horrible but to, person. to get back to Saint Fauci, um, you know, I'm wondering what the public health service is, and having him go on my favorite show, but still Rachel Maddow, I and talk about show. And talk, I, I want to. I'm like watching the mask. Well, but talk singer. about and talk I'm about the mask singer to take the mask off, and it's Fauci. He's on. Talk, talk about show. though. He's and, probably and, on Greenie today. Well, hashtag Greenie. It's a show we're all buzzing about. <laughs> talking about though how tough it was and miserable he was working for Donald Trump. I don't really know what the public health benefit of that is. Doesn't he have a job to do right now? It's a He's little. TV constantly, and it's like the same old thing. And it doesn't matter how often he's wrong. You could say he's—I mean—he lied. He admitted he lied to the public because he didn't want to get people panicked, which apparently, which is what uh, Trump did with Bob Woodward. I would say that a little, was a I scandal. Say a little, I would say a little different. A little different. That was a scandal, right? Fauci's is much worse. He's a medical much doctor. worse. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's mm-hmm. not—you uh, know—the a, a politician. He's a doctor who lied. And he's been wrong about everything. And somehow he's still, you know, well-respected. And people, oh, we get to talk to Fauci, the most respected public servant. Just because he doesn't like Trump and Trump doesn't like him, he gets elevated in your little world. But I give Barkley credit because Barkley says things that no one else could say and gets away with it. He has not been canceled, even though he's said a million things that could get an average person canceled. But they just say, that's Charles. He's kind of crazy. He's outspoken. But he thinks that athlete, professional athletes, not like college, should go to the front of the line for vaccines because they pay so much in taxes. And you know what? It's a, you can make the case. I'd certainly put them ahead of prisoners. Um, um, he doesn't get a lot of backlash. There's not a lot of people saying that's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. No politician would say, because if you put athletes in front of the line because they pay a lot of taxes, you'd have to put, you know, Wall Street bankers and and you'd have to put just rich businessmen in front of the line too right yeah we don't want that and athletes are young and healthy so oh whoa, whoa, whoa what is that is there something about being young and healthy that makes you i don't know less vulnerable they, they yes they, yes yes somehow the seal is lost on a lot of people somehow I, when I tweet about it or talk about it I hear people say like prisoners yeah well they might get the virus and then they'll sue them go so what? Prisoners, average prisoners, what, in his 20s? 25-year-old, 20-year-old? But they're in a congregate group setting. So what? If they get the virus, they'll get better. Not so. Nursing homes won't. That's all right. Only- we should, it should all be basically health. Yes. Well, healthcare workers should be at the front of the line, I think, since they're okay. coming in close contact with well, people so with what? illnesses. So what? Who cares? I know, but it's about, it's about if, what if you're asymptomatic and you don't know and you pass it to somebody? We don't need okay. to go through that. In uh, general, yeah. though, I agree with you. It should be in terms of age because aren't we trying to save lives? That's what this whole save lives, save lives by vaccinating the people who are most susceptible to perishing yes. due to COVID. 
Exactly. And, and it is amazing that there aren't more people outraged. I mean, maybe it's, you know, the people or whatever listening to the globe or some who are just wrong about everything. But the idea that they, I read the story that when the worst of prisons, vaccinating prisoners and most of them don't want it because they know they're only 25 years old and they're not vulnerable to say, I'm good. While people are trapped in nursing homes, just begging for the vaccine and they have to wait. That's because of, of the, 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 the governor who's just an awful, awful human being, a, a cruel man, a very, very cruel human being who doesn't care about elderly, just like he didn't care about small business or, you know, people going back to school. I mean, they're just all pawns in his little game, but, Anyway, we don't have to go over that again. I just begging, begging them to go uh, to the nursing homes soon. These people, they've suffered long. It's been almost a year. You know what? People, some people won't even recognize their grandmothers and grandfathers because they'll be because the dementia has just gotten so much worse, and they can't FaceTime and Zoom or anything. So it's just friggin' cruel. Just it is. I mean, there's a there's a story a couple of months ago I read about how death by isolation in nursing homes has skyrocketed. And uh, you saw that piece in The New York Times, Clark County in Nevada had to reopen schools because of the rising suicide rates among students. It's amazing. And there's still politics. There are teachers unions who don't care about kids killing themselves. Oh, they're well. They're enjoying, uh, you know. They're teaching from the poolside in Puerto Rico. Why would they? Why would they? Well, I knew. I knew would find some common ground, Reamer. These teachers' union people are diabolical. They they know kids are killing themselves. They know there's no reason that they they're in Chicago. Teachers' union say they're not going to go back to classroom even if they're vaccinated. And I, I don't even understand the logic, but they you know they're enjoying their. 11th month vacation so far and they don't uh, 10 months they don't want it to end that you're right they're wherever poolside skiing whatever and getting paid just like fauci they don't miss a check but how much money fauci has he's 80 and he's making 400 grand a year and he's doesn't spend it because he's always on tv you know he's not like (laughs) he must have just tens of millions of dollars socked away and you know what he's never going to get a chance to enjoy it because he's never going to retire because he loves the fame. And he loves well, but once you, once you, right, he loves the fame. Once you reach, not just fame, but idolatry, right? It's really hard to give it up, right? It's hard to give it up. Yeah, you would know. He could make, he could make more than four hundred k on the speaking circuit right now. So he should be an advisor. Should tell him to retire asap and get on that circuit because uh, he doesn't have too many more years to benefit there. Yeah, but he doesn't enjoy that as much as he enjoys sitting with Rachel Maddow. And by the way. He doesn't have to do anything. Does he ever have to doctor? I mean, he's a doctor who doesn't do any doctoring. He just sits there and does interviews. And 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 by the way, he, he gets everything wrong, but it doesn't matter because they just love him. They love the man. And he'll die in office. He'll be like 100 years old, and he'll be doing an interview with, you know, Chris Hayes, and he'll just keel over and die. It'll be like the way he, the way he wants. People say he died doing what he loved, being Talking on Chris camera, and his ass <laughs> kissed by liberal talk show host but anyway reamer is uh you want to read reamer he is on substack and he wrote a interesting piece this week about how the pandemic the shutdown the lockdown has uh driven him insane well i, I, I was I was, already, I was already there pretty much a little, little too much uh you know obsession with your underwear but beyond that the larger point that you ask in a column and i love the way you just open yourself up to your to your readers you say 
is this indicative of a mental breakdown? Are you having a nervous breakdown? And you literally talk to doctors and say, am I having a breakdown? That was a good idea and a good call. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate it. I would have you know, since I wrote the article about not showering and wearing underwear, I've showered and worn underwear each day this week. Wow. You're amazing. Yeah. You're tur- we're turning a corner. As the we're turning a corner. Yeah. So where can people read that? Just Reamer Substack, Substack Reamer? How do you find it? Reamer.substack.com. All right, that is reamer.substack.com if you want to read about Reamer's uh, emotional, mental, nervous breakdown, which I have no doubt is in the throes of, but that's okay. I don't I know make it long, with you. I don't know how much longer uh, you can do it, Reamer. One of these times, I'm going to look at you on this uh, Zoom call and just watch as you completely melt down. It's going to be... It's going to be good TV. We've been there. We've been close a few times, yeah. but so far, <laughs> we've made I don't, it. I don't think I've ever had a partner on one of these shows where we've had a meltdown or a breakdown. Not um, yet. But by the way, one of my former partners um, on the air made the best point about Greeny. I was going to mention this when we were talking about Mike Greenberg and I was on the radio and TV. He says, if the way, the way we're going right now, eventually, probably five years from now, Everyone's going to be Mike Greenberg. That's all you're going to have is Mike Greenberg on TV, on radio, in print. Everybody's going to be careful and safe and boring as hell. That's the way it's going right now. I've had a couple of young guys recently call me, college grads, looking for advice. I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to say. It's like you can't speak out. You can't have an opinion. You can't take any chances. I said, first of all, there's not a lot of jobs. And secondly, if you want to make it, you you can't. You know, take any chances. You got to be Mike Greenberg. You know, you got to be someone like that who's just boring and safe and doesn't. But can Green- can Greenberg talk gambling? Like, because uh, that's all you need to do in the in the new age, right? It's like, a good, good point. Gambling, but yeah, I mean, people can talk gambling and be boring. I don't. You always, whenever I see like a gambling guy on Twitter or on TV, I don't even listen. You know, when he's, we're gonna make our picks, or when like Portnoy does, turn off. I I don't. I don't even. No interest. No. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe you know, you tell these young guys they should get into horse racing. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, it's a good. Get into horse racing and high lie. That's the future. (laughs) (laughs) It's hopeless. It is hopeless. Good luck tonight to to uh, our friend Kurt. Curtis Montague Schilling, he's going to get shut out. Probably his numbers will probably go down because all those petty baseball writers are going to blame the Capitol Hill riots on him. But uh, good luck to him anyway. Thank you, Reamer, and thank you to uh, Shea Concrete and Allied Paving. And thanks to DCU and GovX. That'll do it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.